Hello, welcome to our second episode of Awfully Good Waffle, our podcast. I'm Jindy. Um, I just want to do a quick recap intro. Um, I started a page called She. She has expression a few months back um, with friends. Awfully Good Waffle is where you get to hear our amazing voices. And it just wouldn't be the same, this episode, without my co-hosts. So we have, um, as usual with us, Trisha, um, Aka Cookie. Hey! And Seabass, otherwise known as Charlotte. <laughs> Hello. These guys put the good in the waffle. So thank you Aww. for joining us again for the fun and games. Um, last week, we started to talk about all things self-care. Uh, how could we not? Um, coronavirus, what we're doing to take care of ourselves physically and mentally. Uh, we started to talk about dating apps and trying to hold down new relationships, existing relationships. Um there was mention of baby booms 2021 was mentioned Trish I don't want to say <laughs> that I'm sure you heard it oh, in the I, on my womb. I won't let you guys down I promise <laughs> um and then we got onto a conversation which offline we were we were not agreed on and I thought what well, let's bring it back it was about friendship um, and I think it originated from a tweet you'd come across so do you want to tell us a bit more about Tia's tweet yeah, let me actually read the tweet because I might have paraphrased or said it a bit judgmentally last week. So her tweet basically says, during this pandemic, you really see who your real friends are. Who's checking up on you, making sure you're okay. Remember that when this is all over. So my stance was this, and it was taken into consideration, no pre-content. So I don't know if she's reaching out to people and not had a response. But I feel like a pandemic is like a once in a lifetime event and it's not really the time to be trying to base, you know, who is your friend in this current environment. Like loads of people are going through stuff, loads of people are going through shit. You know, you don't know if people are in isolation, you don't know if they've got family members who are unwell. Some people are juggling like having small kids, working from home, homeschooling being put on furlough, made redundant, etc. There's so much stuff going on. And I feel like as a friendship, and this is the same for any kind of relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic, it's that it's reciprocated or, you know, it's a two-way street. So I personally wouldn't get mad at someone who hasn't reached out to me during this time because equally I haven't reached out to them. I just thought the tweet was really judgmental. I think in the screenshot someone had replied saying it's narcissistic, saying like not everything is about you. And I think her tweet does come across from a really selfish standpoint of, well, no one's checking on me. How can you be my friend? But, you know, what am I doing as a person to equally be the friend? And I remember my sister asked me once, she was like, are you the type of friend that you would want to have? And I remember taking a step back and reflecting. And I think in some instances, I'm a great friend. And in other instances, I can just be so bogged down and, you know, got lots of my own stuff going on that I might actually realise, actually, I haven't checked on so-and-so in like a couple of weeks. Let me see how they're doing. They recently moved or changed jobs. Let me touch in. So these are just my thoughts. I realise I'm going off on a bit of a spiel, but I don't know what you guys thought of the tweet or if you think I'm just, I'm just crazy. Mm, I think for me it was, I'm really in the middle about it because I do kind of agree with her in the sense that this is a really crazy time and a lot of people are going through stuff. So actually, how long does it take just to drop someone a message and be like, I hope you're okay if you haven't heard from them? Um, But for me personally, like all of my friends, I'm always kind of in touch with them, like the same as you, Trish, like whether I'm replying to an Instagram story or if I'm just dropping them a message or like we've been talking anyway. So I haven't really experienced this. So 
it's a really weird one but if I had experienced it and you know if I had reached out to one of my friends and they didn't like reciprocate that back and they weren't like oh how are you like what's going on with you I, I don't know maybe I'd be a bit like miffed about it but I don't know is it a real friendship though if you feel like because they haven't checked in on you for like an x amount of time does it therefore like invalidate that I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know I think that there's like a bigger question around like how worthy is a friendship to you if you feel that so like that strongly about it so I guess if you've got pre-existing issues with anxiety or pre-existing issues with your expectations like they're just not realistic at the best of times then do you think it's possible that when things go awfully quiet on that front it can amplify for people like that I'm not I'm not excusing it and I'm not saying they're right or wrong but I guess it's just like coming at it from a personal angle I'm thinking could it be that for some people it amplifies it even more to the point where they start drawing these rash conclusions no I get it it's a bit like and I used to be like this years ago by the way I've calmed down now when you're in a relationship with a guy and you're kind of over worrying or overthinking how things are going and then you message him and he doesn't reply straight away my mind used to go like tens of a dozen things, oh, maybe he's not interested anymore or, you know, maybe I've put too much value or pressure on this dating or relationship or whatever stage you're at. So I guess in a friendship, it can be the same in that if you're already a little bit anxious of how your friendship or how your dynamic is, and then you feel like the person is not ghosting you, but almost being really quiet, it can heighten it. I just think taking maybe mental health issues or anxiety or stress aside in the day-to-day it's quite hard to put like like Charlotte said like a time frame or like constraints on what is a friendship because I've got friends who I don't see them for ages like I might only see them once or twice a year and I might only catch up with them like every so often throughout the year but when I see them in person it's like nothing has changed maybe that's been a lot of my experience I've got a lot of friends who I do speak to almost every day probably borderline obsessive but it'll just be like about all kinds of random shit but then I've got friends who I don't speak to for ages but it doesn't make me value their friendship or that I think they are my friend any less like they'd still be invited to my wedding they'd still you know if I was to get pregnant or something major happened in my life I would tell them Mm, yeah I guess this is different friendship dynamics and everyone has different groups of friends that you do different things with and you communicate with them differently I've got those friends. I see them, some of them, I see them once a year and I get the whole year's worth of packed story yeah. in <laughs> over dinner and wine and it's great and nothing changes. And I've been doing that with one of my friends for 15 years. Aww. So, and so I, I definitely have that. And it started to remind me of that zone one friendship, like in a central London or wherever you are on the Metro <laughs> and then kind of zone two, three going outwards. And there's a line between acquaintances work Mm. friends different folks different people feeling different types of your personality like that you vibe with different friendship standards for people in those different zones if like a zone one friend didn't check up on you at all in this pandemic then okay I totally get it you would be like well are we are you a zone one friend or are you are we as close as I thought it was like a zone four zone five and you know I don't speak to them that often. I don't talk to them that often anyway. And I hadn't heard from this time. I'd probably be like, Meh. is it, is it the end of the world? Yeah, I think, I think I'd agree with you, Trish. Like I was just thinking 
I love James's analogy of the zone one to six. I really love it. And I was actually thinking about my friends and I don't really feel like any of my friends are in zones from like four to six. Like all of my friends I feel like are close friends that I would like pick up the phone to or, you know, go for a drink with them like regularly. Like I don't have any friends that I'm like, oh yeah, like we'll catch up. Like let me know when you're free. And then we never do. I actually don't have any friends like that at all. Um, Aww. Uh, not like in a sad way like <laughs> no I meant oh I mean like you're lucky I think it's good to have more zone one to two friends than zone three to four I don't know if me getting older doing different jobs and like just life becoming a little bit more busy I would say mm. maybe in early 20s with most of my friends was zone one to two like especially when I had Renee and then as I got older and she got older and I probably became more focused on like my career and parenting and stuff I was doing more and more friends drifted out into the suburbs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I think, look, guys, we talked offline about this research. Um, I can, like, post the names. My memory's rubbish. But this professor at Oxford University, um, and there's loads of, like, research on happiness and friendships. It talks about how any one of us can only really have the capacity to deal with 15 relationships of any sort in our life, which includes um, a significant other in our life. And I thought that was really interesting. And then when you like boil it down and I, I can post all this stuff on the page for anyone that's interested, ultimately in our inner circle, we have about up to five people that we can really focus in on. And then there's the others. And I thought that was a really, like that made me feel much better about myself in the way that, in the sense that, how I treat people because it's one thing evaluating your friendships in terms of what are they doing for me when did they like you said last check in on me mm. but I'm like I'm constantly feeling rightly or wrongly bad and maybe this is to do with anxiety I don't know maybe it's just who I am like so I'm constantly evaluating how much I'm giving others as well but when I say constantly I don't mean like a deep thing like I sit there with a glass of wine <laughs> going oh my god I didn't call Trish today. <laughs> or, like, you know I'm I'm just like okay does it feel I get I get a lot of goodness from this person that like they never judge me sometimes they do judge me because I need them to you know like I know when some of the things vibing and I want to just take it back to what you said Trish about the friends we drop out because I don't think we do it as lightly as perhaps we get it into our heads that we do because there is <laughs> I had to stop texting back or just stop texting yeah there's a build up though right yeah like things happen that are either addressed they're not addressed they're harbored they're not harbored like there's a build-up mm. and we've got to be able to decouple the drama from coronavirus when people are going into themselves like actually into their inner self and exploring themselves in a in a whole different mm. way I had the space to really do that at a collective level where it's deemed acceptable and that makes some like loud people like me go quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Like we're in self-isolation, right? So do you actually just go, just go the full hog and actually just completely isolate? I'm not saying that anyone should, but this is actually such a good opportunity to cut yourself off from people if you want to. Oh, preach. And... <laughs> I've been telling loads of people, I'm like, this is the time. Just don't reply. And don't, you can't see them, so they'll be fine. Exactly. They'll get the heat. <laughs> so um and i was Although, listening to a podcast the other day actually um and this lady had been isolating for like tw- um for 20 days on her own and 
wow. anyone and she was loving it and she was doing all this amazing stuff and she was like I've really just wow. taken it as an opportunity to go into myself and explore myself and do all of these like really good healthy things and then I think actually after that it would make you even like better in a friendship because you understand what you need from someone and what you want and what you expect so I don't know I think it's just giving people time and giving people credit as well that tweet came across as very me 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 but to be a good friend you have to be actually well how is my other friend doing what do they need what support can I offer is it checking in is it giving them space so yeah there's that like if you can you should yeah right so if you're coming position of strength and you've got so much clarity about what is or isn't going on then trying to find a way to be productive with it and like helpful instead of like I think you use the term jaded which is bang on is it's really important because if you've got time to be thinking about those kind of things then perhaps you're not focused on the right things Mm. like you say I don't think that's I don't think that's unfair but then I reflect on like my like past behavior yes it doesn't define me I can get really quite pissy if I feel like my glass is half empty <laughs> and I'm like then that's something that's a different topic for another time because that's something about managing your boundaries managing your energy managing your space and recognizing that it starts with you how much you put into others and vice versa whole different conversation can, can I just like take it off on another tangent like has anybody noticed like I Trish I appreciate your working I I'm I'm not I cannot explain how quickly my day goes like blink and it's over and I'm doing (laughs) say that I go for a job every day I don't I go for a job and then I cry it off for two days and then I build up to it like a grumpy teenager and then head out the door every two days so other than that and holding the glass of wine and I'm really sorry if you heard my stomach gurgling but I haven't eaten since nine o'clock this morning (gasps) because I'm too I can't make my food I am so bored of making food. <laughs> I have to say the novelty has slightly worn off for me too. In the beginning, it was great. I was like, I'm having home-cooked meals. I'm cooking all this stuff. I'm baking. I'm doing all these innovative things. And by now, I'm just like, I've made everything. I'm just, I'm sick of standing in the kitchen and just doing it all. But I have ordered takeaway a couple of times because I feel like it's needed. Just a break from... I don't want to think about it. Why would I want to think about what I'm going to eat next? I don't even want to... That kitchen space is not mine. <laughs> I should let it out. Like, no one's allowed in here right now, but there's a business opportunity that I'm not knocking on right now, letting out my kitchen. Because <laughs> what have you done that you wouldn't have done? I otherwise. So I did yoga previously, like, but only like once or twice a week, and I was shit at it. But I've done it every day. And then today, I actually did a headstand. <gasps> I know. That is amazing. I've been doing yoga for months and I still can't fucking get on my head. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You've got long hair. I need to understand this because the pain is real when you have well, a top bun. The, the art is a low so, bun. What have you been doing with that? <laughs> low bun. Why is it the different things? <laughs> How are the piano lessons Yeah, so going? last week I, I, on the podcast, was like, I haven't bought any weird stuff. Like, I don't know who I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually ordered a keyboard and I hadn't played keyboard um played a piano since I was like 10 so my keyboard arrived three days ago and it's really hard I forgot it's like learning a new language and it's tough 
I just thought I was going to pick it up and be like belting out some Sam Smith, which is actually all I want to do. But um, <laughs> um, my God, I can hold a tune. I don't mean to sound so shotsy, Beth, but we've not been karaoke yet. So just putting it out do there. You, think? you can hold a tune. I like. Uh, yes. Um, maybe, maybe I should send you a couple of my tunes and then you'll realise <laughs> how good you are. Thanks. That's very kind. Um, I won't force you all to listen to my singing voice because it's actually pretty shit. So, yeah, I've been, did a headstand today, which I thought was, I would I would never have ever got to that point so quickly if I hadn't have done it every what? single day for like the past three weeks. So, I'm just pretty proud of that. That is so did good. Did you do it by... Did you do it by yeah. the wall first? It was funny because I actually did it. Oh. Um, we've got like, um, what do you call those things where you put your feet up on them? Like. Blocks? No, like, you know, Wait, you know what? in your living room, it's part of the sofa, but it's not. It hasn't got a... Oh, uh, yeah. I know, like a corner sofa, but no. Poof. I don't know what you they're called. <laughs> poof? Is that what Jindy said? Like I said, Yeah, poof. I was going to say poof as well, but I don't know if that's offensive. <laughs> 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 yeah so the perf <laughs> I did that and then I wobbled and then I actually That's flipped crazy. over and my dog was sitting on the sofa and was like what the fuck is she doing <laughs> I love it I did this yoga move where you had to first of all I just want to say they said it was beginners okay this, there's nothing beginners about this so imagine you lie flat on the floor and then you have to tilt your legs back behind your head. Behind your oh, head. Like you've been in position. Up. Yeah, but I just ended up doing a roly-poly. And to be fair, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> and I was really pleased with myself because who knew I could still roly-poly? So I'm like, I'm fine. Oh, I'm so jealous of you guys. <laughs> I've been doing yoga since like last September, albeit hot yoga. But it, I was doing it like once a week and it took me like three months just to do a squat. And I'm not even joking. I could not do a squat before. And I was like so proud. Wow. So, you know, when you have to have your feet, your feet flat on the floor. But I could only do it with my, yeah. my heels raised or my feet really, really wide. So I want to ask yeah. you, is it good no, pro? I, yes. One where you lean forward. That, that has been my like dream. I need to bloody learn how to master that but yeah I can't I, do it I did one of those and I held it for two seconds but it felt <gasps> that's like long an eternity <laughs> oh my God. so you're all up there with the names I haven't got a clue and as for hot yoga I like I'm not even gonna lie to you okay I don't even know what does that mean turn the temperature so you're in up. like a pod so the place is called hot pod yoga and it's 40 degrees so you're doing yoga but it's so hot I'm literally sweating bucket but it's good because then I feel like I've done proper workout. So there's different classes. They used to have like meditative ones where it's a little bit more chilled or they'd have like the hot pod flow, which was really hard. So you have to do like warrior one, warrior two, warrior three, do all the little moves. And yeah, I just never mastered the pro, man. Oh man, this is making, this. I know we said we were, we were not going to do guilt with the whole self-compassion oh, yeah. thing, but maybe we could maybe we could talk about food next time because I've been looking at the mm. Mexican food you've been cooking <gasps> and I'm uh, just we all we are all foodies and we've done so well to get to episode two technically three if you count the teaser not talking about food <laughs> because and then I started to feel like a bit of a fake I was like how did you how have you just not mentioned food like 
how does that even happen? I spend my whole life talking about food. I don't like cooking <laughs> it, but I do. I feel like we should do a come dine with me challenge. Ooh. So we don't actually eat. Oh. That would be way too suitable. But we, or maybe we do, I don't know. I'm just like, this isn't planned, this conversation. But like, I'm like, maybe we like set each other a challenge. So like, um, like Seabass, you have to make like a traditional Jamaican dish. I, I'm making Did a massive What makes you think I have to make a Jamaican dish? <laughs> that guy who got the rice and peas wrong. What's his name, Marco? He made me think it. <laughs> He made you believe that you've not made. I mean, I haven't, but I shall give it a good go. And then, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And then, like, okay, I don't want to have to step into the kitchen, but I will for the collective good. Um, and then Trish, like, you can challenge me, and then we can upload our pictures okay. on the site, and then get people to kind of vote for which one they think is best. I can work with that. Well, that's when I started getting a really hard task because Caribbean food isn't easy, especially if you've never cooked it or if you're not even really eating that much. I'll try and think of an Thank easy you. dish. Easy also, getting the ingredients. I feel like in Essex, it might be hard to get ackee and saltfish. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's very true. Like, you might have to, and that wouldn't be a necessity. If you if you hopped on the train <laughs> to get yourself these ingredients, I'm not sure that would count. So we might have to hold Hold, but I just also like is there like a feeling in you guys like I'm desperate to like get everything in in these times that I wanted to do yeah. like I'm not pressuring myself yeah. I feel like I'm running out of time and I've been saying I'm going to sort out my clothes since it started and all I've done is just wear the same t-shirt and leggings the seven different ones that I own and the rest of the clothes just sit there and I need to actually sort out my wardrobe but so like you said, the days go so quickly, even though I am working. On the weekends, I'm not really doing that much. I could have made the time if I wanted to. But I just feel like so many other people have been productive. And I think this is what I'm trying to stay clear of a little is comparisons on social media. Because some people are doing so much yeah. shit. And I'm just like, I just about like washed my face and brushed my teeth before midday today. It's this hard out here. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm with you and actually they say it's like it's much better to like not have to make many decisions about your outfits but like I've downloaded Vinted I've never What's used that? it before I, I downloaded Vinted it's like um uh like secondhand clothing like Depop oh. others like Vintage yeah like it's called Vinted um I downloaded that four weeks ago I haven't uploaded <laughs> one item Jindy Let's you've been saying because here's the thing you actually have to pay <laughs> Yes, it would. And this would be the time, right? This new, I've turned myself connected with my real self, but I don't need much shit, woman. Actually, here's my problem. Okay, it's really problematic. First of all, you have to be able to hang the clothing up so people can mm -hmm. see what the hell it is, like dimension. Which means you have to have a clean yeah, background. Oh my God, photography is hard. Lighting, everything. Forget the lighting, Trish. I'm trying to hint at the state of my house oh. right now, okay? <laughs> I don't want to have to clean up the shit around it just to sell an item for £5.99, including delivery. I'm not doing it. I was like, I mean, I'm even going to sell all this stuff for charity. I'm going to make it clear that you kind of bid whatever you want to pay as long as it covers, like, the postage. Um, obviously, in these times, otherwise I'd make you come pick it up because no one's going to the post office anytime soon. And I was like, oh, well, that's a m fucking epic fail because... I've got piles of shit everywhere and there is not one safe place for me to take a <laughs> selfie, let alone a picture of clothing. My, 
it's over. The idea is over before it even got started. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Maybe it's a sign. Just keep close. Yeah. I think that. I think that's a wrap, isn't it? That's a that's a collective decision. I like the fact that we're ending <laughs> the podcast on this very healthy. Keep the clothes. Collective. Keep the clothes and buy some more. That's yeah. my motto. All right, guys, I think that's a wrap for this week. Um, Stay tuned for next week where we'll be discussing all sorts. We haven't decided yet, so stay tuned because fuck knows what we're going to talk about. So before we move on to the outtakes, just want to take an opportunity to say if you like what you hear, let us know. Give us a like on Instagram, on the She page, follow us on Spotify, share with your friends. You can forward the link on to friends through Spotify. Um, Yeah, and keep listening, keep giving us the feedback. And now over to the outtakes. Hello. Hi. I would say like I'm early. I'm never early for anything, but I'm early this time. <laughs> what? Why do we? I always get nervous. Oh, why? I don't know. I just kind of get like, I think it's because I haven't been working as well. So like, if, even if you'd had a break working and you ended up like, I don't know, presenting something, organizing something, anything, being responsible. Like, think about it, Trish. I have zero responsibility <laughs> <laughs> at any level of responsibility start to like feel like oh god I, I, it's too much yeah I'm, uh, I'm like I'm the one that's going to have post-traumatic stress after this incident like this whole corona oh, no. thing. You'll be be this is like your therapy <laughs> will help you get through it yeah that'd be good that'd be good I feel like honestly the best shout ever to have a drink in front of me like <laughs> I've got wines like you know when people come over at Christmas time and one and then hey I was just saying I've got good wine in my hand because people who come over, like the last time we had people over was Christmas and they all bought like nice bottles of red and nice, mm. bottles, like, nice bottles, anything over seven pounds. Seven pounds is my limit. <laughs> and actually, I bought a massive bottle of sangria in Costco for six pounds fifty and I was like, I can work with this. This is my budget. Yes, that my sounds budget. great. It's so big. It's like double the size of a regular wine bottle as well. I don't know how they do it because it tastes like sangria, but I do still put in like the fruit and ice and stuff. So I feel I'm like sold- I'm in. Sangria. I'm sold on um, ready made sangria. Sorry, where did you get that from? Costco. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need a special card for those places, don't you? You do. So my mum's got like a business, and then I'm just on her account. So obviously, I don't have one. But it was quite cheap. So I paid to renew it, and it was like £16. That's awesome. so I'm just gonna go and just when I came out, the security guard was like, "This is what you came for," and I was like, "Yes, I just came for alcohol. Don't judge me." <laughs> what, what is it with people and needing to? They've literally they've taken it too literally. This whole necessity thing. I know. I mean, I needed to leave the house for fresh air, which was a necessity. I happened to walk into a shop and I happened to get some things. End of story. Exactly. Stop the analysis. Exactly. Just leaving the house for our mental health is a necessity. Exactly. regardless what I'm buying right shall I take a deep breath then for the, yeah for the pause for the recording oh my god I can't even stop <laughs> okay when the formal voice comes on you know things have started <laughs> <laughs> oh god you know what though listen on that Jindy, you've actually got a really good podcast voice oh no don't no. say that. My friend was like, you've got a great radio voice. My, my I'm not like that, yeah, exactly. And I was like, that's right. 
space picture radio. That's what you're trying to say. I hear her. <laughs> I was like, mm, that's not. That's a backhanded one if I ever heard it. 